Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Anyone that doesn't have a titty exposure on their halftime Super Bowl list is null in order. We're on a mission. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. He's so I'm just gonna include my list there. Oh my god, how long do we go? We're gonna leave the beating weeds aside Welcome back to Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition. I'm Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Real Mr. Mallard here on Twitter. You can find me. <laughs> well, why are you laughing already at me, Kevin? Jeez, coming up the game. <laughs> you know, I love that name. I got to tell you, the Real Mr. Mallard, that is an awesome name. You got to run with that. So, okay, so... Well, quickly, so we got Kevin Wilson down here, you see, and we got joined again by Chase over here at STT Chase FFB. That wasn't there last week, so that's good to know. Uh, so welcome, welcome in, guys. How you doing this morning? Getting by. Getting by. Good, good. No, so the, the story with the, the whole real Mr. Mallet is, uh, so my last name, LaDuke, people have always confused it for LaDuck or like all these <laughs> other versions of weird and inappropriate ways to say my last name. Uh, so as a kid for baseball, they always messed up my jersey and would spell it. Looked like it would say L E Duck. And then in high school, I had friends who called me Ducky. So then I started like looking for a persona. I said, "Well, I don't want to be Ducky because that doesn't." Oh, but I do love his character. He's a uh, he's awesome. He's awesome. A good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're here. We're now a week removed from the NFL draft, and there's been a lot of settling and as you see i am still refusing to acknowledge that the patriots are doing anything right now i'm in nhl playoff season mode today uh because i still can't come to grips with what the patriots did but we're not going to talk really much about the patriots today because we are going to talk about running backs we're going to talk about some of the where the rookie running backs landed uh their chances of being bell cows committees and where some of these running backs should be landing in your dynasty draft with the idea that the next two to three years is what we're looking for uh, consistency out of these guys so just real fast, before we jump into the running backs, I know we kind of had to end the draft 
recap last week uh, pretty quick. Do either one of you have just any closing thoughts on the drafts that we didn't get to last week? It's just things that really caught your eye. Well, I just thought that, you know, all the uh, all the AFC East fans out there should be just thrilled with with uh, with their drafts, specifically what happened in, in Foxborough. And uh, I, th- I think it's, it bodes really well for them for this year with what you know, with what happened in New England. So thanks. That uh, should help out everybody. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for going there. This is going to be Chase's last week on the show. So enjoy his time. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you have any closing well, thoughts? Well, you track? know where uh, you know where I landed on is you know because you know this is a fantasy show and I'm a fantasy guy and everything else, but there's just not a lot to get excited about other than the wide receivers in this entire draft for uh, you know from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to talk about you know offensive linemen that might keep some of these guys upright, but yeah. uh, as far as fantasy, you know performers, you know, running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks, there's just not a lot to get excited about. So I'm really interested to see when, when we come into our, our you know, rookie drafts, when that comes around for our, our, our leagues, what are people going to do when it's, they're on the clock? I was thinking about that too. Yeah, it was not a real deep tight end class <laughs> or, or overly talented it wasn't a deep running back class at all. There were guys going in the fifth and sixth that people were like, oh, well, that guy's kind of good. Well, yeah, they're all kind of good at football. That's why they got drafted, and that's why they're at the level they're at. But yeah, you're right. Outside of wide receiver, I mean, the wide receivers should be stacking most of the rounds. Absolutely. Any Absolutely. Draft going this year. Yeah, let's face it. There aren't any Najee Harris's no. in the and running back you know, that you situation this, this year. So. <laughs> No, I, you know, I saw something, you know, uh, yesterday that said that Malik Willis, there's a reason he didn't go to Seattle. They weren't sold on him. Well, apparently Tennessee thought he was good, but there's just not yeah, a lot. If, if, if the Seahawks him. weren't sold on him, nobody else should have been either. Because nobody needs a quarterback <laughs> probably worse than Seattle. Than yeah, Tannehill's not at the end of his life. So no. I, I, they didn't need to take him. They can afford to be not sold on him and take him not, as opposed to Seattle where they're looking for the answer. And you don't want to be tied into four or five years of a guy that you're not that you don't think is the guy. Well, and, yeah. uh, and, and in order to incorporate Malik Willis into that offense, they got to change that offense to more mobile friendly quarterback right. offense as well. So, so, okay. So say it's, say it's Tannehill this year, still for one year, and then they start to transfer Willis in next year. You know, he's, he's still going to need another year probably to get the offense reset. In. So you're already at that three year mark now where there's no reason why you should be taking Malik Willis high in your dynasty drafts this no. year. No. no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I did find it interesting though, because so we're talking about the wide receivers and how they're like the the most hyped up ones fantasy wise in this draft. Um, and I do agree that I think wide receivers are going to be the the more higher drafted in your dynasty and your rookie startup drafts. Uh, but I just I looked at the re- latest rankings on fantasy uh, fantasy pros for rookie dynasty rankings, and they had Drake London listed at number one. And I know that's we talked that's we crazy. talked about that's London crazy. last week about how that situation isn't great for him, and I, so I was a little shocked to see that because I just don't see it falling that way. I we're not ranked. You shouldn't be ranking talent wise. Talent wise, no. yeah, he might be, but you. I'm looking at the fit, and like we said, you got to look kind of at the long term, medium long term ramifications mm-hmm. of taking a guy and having a guy, and he mm-hmm. might, he might be a guy you want three four years from now when they get their quarterback situation settled down. Now he he's going to see volume this year because they've got no one else to throw to other than Pitts. But 
it's just not I don't, I don't know it's, it's well we saw a, how that worked out for Pitts last year when he was supposedly the only option once Ridley was gone it didn't work out for him it took him a while before he warmed up into finishing his tight end six or wherever he's I mean he exactly ended up being really well doing really well but I mean first half of the year was slow <laughs> well so there was a lot of there was a lot of teams that had Kyle Pitts on their team who did not make the playoffs because right. they banked on him at that position it didn't work right. out at the beginning and their quarterback situation is not what it was last year. Matt Ryan is not there anymore. It's Marcus exactly. Mariota. And I, I don't no. want Marcus Mariota. Who's, who's attaching their wagon to Marcus Mariota? Yeah, right. That, well, <laughs> that's, that's I do the, think that if you're if you're I do think that if you're drafting though, you know, coming into the season in Dynasty, Marcus Mariota needs to be one of the guys that's on your radar, especially if you're in a two quarterback league. You know, only if you're in a two quarterback league, really. Well, he's so. a guy out he's a guy that should be out there. Yeah, because he's a, a starter. Anybody that's a starter on. needs to yeah. be on a fantasy draft, you know, dynasty team. Absolutely. Well, agreed for that with that for sure. So yeah, so that's but yeah, I found that interesting that Drake London was was so high up there. That yeah, so it, high, it, it, one that... it's Olave to me this year coming in is the number one rookie wide receiver to me. Well, yeah, because you got to look at opportunities and situations Absolutely. for immediate, like who's going to have the most immediate impact or the biggest impact over the three years. So you got to factor in the fact that some guys are going to be able to have an impact this year and others aren't. So it's going to be three years versus two years. And you got to factor all that in. Well, you got to factor in how do you view your own team? Are you going for a championship this year? Then Drake London's not the way to go at all. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're looking long-term, but you're, you're, you're looking not to sabotage your long-term, but you're yeah. still chasing a championship. And you should, I mean, unless you're in a long-term rebuilding mode in dynasty. Yeah. You're looking at, at what can I do to win this year and not sabotage my future years? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're setting up Philadelphia's process or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, Olave, Olave, he'll be good if, I mean, not if, but he'll be really good if Thomas looks anything like Michael Thomas used to look and mm-hmm. Olave doesn't have to face all the coverage. Uh, Winston can get the ball out there to him. They'll be yeah. fine that way as long as they, I mean, you're not worried about Winston throwing a, a an interception every three quarters. Well, yeah, every eight He's passes. Like Olave eight on him. You're just hoping he gets the ball out there and he can get the ball out. Absolutely. There's no question about that. I mean, even when Winston was almost joining the 40-40 club, you know, he was still making Mike Evans a, a you know a known receiver. So I mean, he can he can support a, a number one and possibly even two receivers, fantasy relevant wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's got his contact lenses now, so maybe you know that you know we we solved the problem. Yeah. Nothing cheers me up than watching a Jameis Winston workout video too. I don't know if you like. They just I don't know why. Like I don't know why I find them just comical. But they just are, and I'm sure he's doing it like just like every other quarterback. Like I'm sure he's not doing anything different or wrong. It's just for some reason I think it's his fa- it's his facial expressions. I don't know. He just, it's just it's just he should he should have done more of his huddle practice like Russell Wilson. He should have been down there calling the play first before he started back dropping and juking all the <laughs> I did see that. But uh, but let's get let's jump into these running backs here because there there is a lot to talk about with the running backs this year. There's a lot going on. I think there's going to be some situations where um, it's kind of weird because a lot of these committees that we have are you know four or five running backs deep, and then there's other teams that are one or two deep. So I think that we're going to see some decent names get cut in the in the preseason and rotate over to some of these other teams that are a little less deep uh, at the running back position. Uh, but to start off here, I'm just I'm going to run through quickly. Uh, a couple of the names that I have as 
you know, quote unquote bell cow running backs. The what I look at right now with who's on the roster and what we know about some of these guys as guys who are still going to be from a fantasy perspective, your number one option enough separation from the second guy to where you, it might be worth taking him in the first two round, two or three rounds. Um, so someone like James Connor, who is now pretty much alone in Arizona, that situation is fantastic for James Connor this year. And he still could have a couple years left on him. So I do love me some James Connor this year and going forward. Uh, but Cordero Patterson, just for the sake that same thing, he's kind of always there. We'll see if Damian Williams has another, uh, gear left in him but uh him we got christian mccaffrey same thing though could be iffy they brought in deontay foreman who we've seen as someone who can spell some some downs but that's another one where we'll kind of have to wait to see how mccaffrey's health is um then joe mixon jonathan taylor uh saquon barkley Najee harris leonard fournette and derrick henry like that that rounds out in my eyes your your solo bell cow Backs. And Chase, I know you put together a list too. You have a couple more on there than I do. So I'm curious, where do we are the same? Where do we where do we differ? Uh, I've got Connor on there too. There's just not. I mean, Neil Benjamin isn't exciting anybody. They did draft Keontae Ingram, but they didn't draft him high enough that he's going to take any work away from Connor. Yeah. Um, Connor got his even when Edmonds was there. I agree with you there. Patterson, I've got as as a committee only because of how he fell off towards the end of last year. His production did, even sure. though Mike Davis did not get any better. Um, they did sign Damian Williams, who is uh, has been very capable in the past. We've seen in Kansas City and in, in Chicago last year when uh, Montgomery went down and when he was healthy. So uh, I see I see the Patterson thing as being much more of a, of a committee-type thing. Now, he's insulated a little bit because he'll also play some receiver position. He'll, they'll still put him out wide. Mm. They're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. You're going to have to. But I saw that much more of as a committee position. I agree with you on McCaffrey. Um, I have David Montgomery down, even though Khalil Herbert's there. I have David Montgomery as a true. When David Montgomery is healthy, they run a giant percentage of their offense through him. And mm. they're still, they still have to try and protect fields. Uh, they still don't have any. I mean, they didn't do anything help to help him in the draft, get him anything to throw to um, so it's still Darnell Mooney. I mean, they picked up Byron Pringle, but and is St. Brown, but is anybody worried about either of those guys necessarily? Um, so I think I think that you know if Montgomery shows that his health is up to it, I think that he is uh he's the man down there. They've got Khalil Herbert. If anything happens to Montgomery, I think they'll give him a little more run this year. But uh I see Montgomery as as their offense right now. Um Mixon, Taylor. Jacobs from the Raiders. Yeah. I have Austin Eckler from the chargers. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I don't think that they're going to right away, take away his workload. He's too valuable. He's too good to, uh, to take away too much of his workload for a rookie. Remember they lost Josh Jackson. Uh, They've got Jackson. They've got Kelly back, Mm -hmm. but I just don't think they're going to throw Spiller to the wolves that quickly. Um, I do think, however, that Spiller was a good pickup if anything happens to Eckler. He has gotten hurt a couple times in the past, missed a game here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Spiller's a good pickup for him. Uh, Barkley, Harris, Fournette, Henry, I agree with all of those guys. But, yeah, that's, that's I think, where we differ. Is I, I see Eckler and Montgomery as a lot more – a lot more higher percentage of the offense. And even if they spell Eckler a few times – with the way he receives and and the numbers he puts up and the offensive line that they're building down there, I think he's still going to get enough. Uh, he's going to get enough volume that he's still Austin Eckler. He's still a running back one. Mm-hmm. That you want. 
he's still a first round type, you know, in redraft or, or he's still a daily uh, fantasy, you know, he's still a guy you want. I don't think his backup or whoever they might split some carries with is going to have standalone value like some of these other offenses. So, yeah, the arguments for – I definitely get the arguments for Eckler and and, um, and Montgomery. And, and, I mean, Patterson, too, I get that. Like, he's going to be – it's with me, he's he's just going to be fantasy relevant still because of anything he can do. I do disagree on Jacobs just because I think – what's interesting about the Josh Jacobs situation is that Kenyon Drake definitely started to get some work last year, but at the same time, Jacobs also started catching the ball more. So it, they kind of – became similar to each other a lot more. So the way the offense was running through them, I, I see yeah. that also being a situation where now they're set up and poised to throw the ball a lot more to where I think between the way the offense is being built now and Kenyon Drake being more comfortable there and having a bigger role, I just think his attempts are going to be down. And I, so I think, well, I think I his mean, attempts will be down, but I do think his, the attempts he does get are going to be more beneficial to where they're going to be higher point possibility situations you know goal line stuff and they're gonna be maybe he'll have some more holes so that's like a toss-up to me where that's that's one of those those iffy gray area ones for me well they both averaged about four targets a game last Mm -hmm. year when they played i mean they both missed some time (laughs) jacobs missed two games and and drake missed uh, five games but they both averaged about four targets a game so it wasn't like drake is your passing down back yeah right exactly Uh, they don't have they don't have Peyton Barber there anymore. And Peyton mm-hmm. Barber took, you know, quite a few attempts in the games that he was there. Uh, Jacobs gets much more run than Drake does in terms of actual handoffs. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that, and, and Jacobs is just, I think Jacobs is clearly better. I think he is. I think you've got Drake as a backup. Plus, they drafted Zamir White. They turned down Jacobs' fifth-year option. They, they don't did, have yes. any reason to not run Jacobs into the ground to be callous about it. Um, they drafted Zamir White. He's got some talent. If Jacobs goes down, they can Drake's Drake doesn't have to change his role. They can try and plug White in there and, and, and keep right on going. They don't have to worry about Jacobs and what happens for him for next year necessarily. So I uh I I think he's gonna get a lot more push this year. But because they turned down his fifth year option, I think Zamir White is a running back to look at. I'm not taking him high in a yeah. in a draft, in a, in a dynasty draft. I'm not throwing him in a first or second round probably, but he he's one that I would be looking at and, and wanting to take if he comes to me in the right position because they are going to be cutting J- Jacobs loose, it looks like, for all intents and purposes. And I don't think Kenyon Drake is a, is a full-time number one guy. I don't think he is anymore either. Yeah. Kevin, yeah, do you have I, anything I, different? I, I think that's a good point about how, you know, it's his uh, uh, last year option and uh, the fact that they may well run him into the ground. And so if you've got Jacobs in, you know, on your team, on your dynasty team, you might want to be looking at but possibly finding somebody that you could trade yep. him for before this year happens and he gets ran into the ground. And he gets cut loose by the Raiders, and you don't know where he's going to wind up. And he might, you know, go to the next team with, you know, maybe both legs not intact. So I think that's an excellent thing. If you own Josh Jacobs, see what you can get for him right now while while there's a pretty good asking price for him. Yep. See if you can snag a pick. See if you can snag some, especially if he starts off hot. 
He still mm -hmm. has some name recognition right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. He starts off and, out, see if you can grab a player and a pick for him and get him out of there and you won't have to worry about him. And yeah, and, and, and somebody, you know, I'm not buying into the Drake mystique. So mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, you know, Josh Jacobs is in for a big season, but then who knows after that. And as far as Austin Eckler, I don't, I, I see him as being a bell cow simply because if he's not running the football, they're going to put him out wide as well. And so he's going to be on the field an awful lot. And uh, I like Austin Eckler a lot. I've drafted. I, if you're in redraft, he's maybe the in the top three coming into this season. And so if – and I'm a CMC owner in, in my Dynasty League. So if I could trade CMC for, you know, uh, Austin Eckler, I would do it. Five seconds from now. Right. So if anybody's, you know, you know, I'm in two leagues and a lot of them are belly up, you know, people in them. So if you're listening to this and you've got <laughs> Austin Eckler, get a hold of me. So, so yeah, so I think that's notorious uh, for giving away your secrets on the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've sometimes I need to keep my mouth shut, but uh, it's kind of hard. <laughs> But uh, and Eckler's only 26, so he's that's not. Right. You know, it seems like he's been around a whole lot longer. Him. But yeah, he's only 26 years old, so mm -hmm. he's got four years remaining where you know you can count on his production. So um, yeah, and I'm in agreement with a lot of these guys. I think David Montgomery is going to be a bell cow for the Bears this year. Uh, I'm not sold on anybody that's behind him. And Cordell Patterson for Atlanta simply because they can put him out wide, and so I think he's going to be on the field a lot because where else? Who else are they going to turn to? Yeah. And so that's the way I look at that. And there, there are a whole bunch of com committee situations, and some that uh, unfortunate. If you're you know an owner of a certain Dallas running back, you know <laughs> <laughs> things are not looking good for you in Dynasty. So. Yep. And that that that's that that that's a running back by committee that probably nobody saw coming a couple of years ago, but that's the way that's going to yeah. be here. You know, Pollard's going to get the ball quite a bit, and so uh, unfortunately, if you own, you know, unfortunately, the other running back, it's not going to look good for you in Dynasty. Did <laughs> you say his name? Yeah. <laughs> You know, Paul only twenty five. Zeke's only twenty six. Right. He's got but some ever since he went to, to Cabo, you know, things have not been going well. <laughs> for Zeke. cheaper too. Pollard's cheaper Absolutely. in real life Absolutely. right now, and Pollard is going to be cheaper to pick up. Pollard does not have that name yes. recognition that Zeke has, but it, it's coming though. It is. It is coming. People, and people so are starting to know his name. It, it just goes to show you, you know, NFL. Don't sign people the you know huge contract because they will bite you in the end. Especially at that position, especially at especially that at position. the running back position because you know, look at even uh, Derrick Henry, he got hurt last year, and so you know these guys they get to the edge and they go over quick. So it's true. Right. Like I'm saying, if somebody wants CMC, come see me. <laughs> right. Well, fast, I want. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, Hold up, I'm going to jump off of this, so you finish it up. All right. Well, no, I know. Yeah, circling back to CMC too. They don't have anybody really young behind him. No, they don't. Right now, they don't. they don't have. So they've kind of in a dynasty situation. There's nobody to really look at behind him. It's not like 
from dynasty standpoint, you're like, okay, yeah, man, Pollard's there and Zeke, if I can lawful Zeke, especially if you have them both, some guys have handcuffed or whatever mm-hmm. and had that guy there. But Chuba Hubbard has definitely shown he's not the answer. Uh, yeah. They did pick up Deontay Foreman who worked out really well last year in Tennessee when, when Henry went down, but there's not a real clear cut answer going forward for McCaffrey. If he gets, no. so if he gets at, at the very him, least, they got some offensive line help for him. So maybe that yeah. will, you know, help, you know, fortunately they didn't help draft him. Malik Willis in the first round. They got an offensive tackle, the best one in the draft. So well, with the that he sees with the lack of passing prowess they're going to have with whoever they still have as quarterback, unless they finally decide to bite the bullet, pull the trigger on Mayfield, or if Mayfield gets released and they can sign him on the cheap, they have not upgraded their passing situation much at all yet. I don't think uh, yeah. going with a rook quarterback this year with, you know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's going to improve anything for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So no. I think yeah, McCaffrey is going to have a workload this year, but I, I'm not going to count on staying healthy. Yeah. Again. You just got to stay healthy. No, which has not been of course the case the last two years. So. It just so happens I, I drafted him one year before that and got outstanding production out of him the first year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because when, when Belly Up formed uh, you know, the, the Dynasty League, I had the very first pick. And so I took CMC. And yeah. after one year, I was like, woohoo. Yeah. But yeah. Been, you know, yeah. it's been like, <laughs> you know, stepping on landmines the whole time. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that he, I had him and Barkley crushed my back to back first round redraft picks, uh, you know two, three years in a row. So what do you guys make of uh, the Vikings with Cook and Madison though? Where do you see that? Where do you see, where do you see Cook as a bell cow versus a guy they might back off his volume to get Madison some more run and try and keep Cook healthy? I don't know. Cause every well, time that's, exact, got that's exactly how I see field, it. <laughs> it hasn't worked out for him. Right. So if you're the Vikings, you got to attach your wagon still, you know, to uh, Cook. And uh, at least he'll get you in a position where you can make the playoffs. He might be broke down by the time you get there, which has happened the last <laughs> couple of years. But, uh, yeah, you know. I have, I have Madison as one of the few guys in the league that is a – he's a guy that should be leaving – people should be leaving drafts or people should be in dynasty. He needs to be rostered because yes. – he has shown the ability to be a fantasy relevant, if not real life superstar. Mm-hmm. He is fantasy relevant when Cook goes down. And he's one of the few handcuffs in the league that I think really still offers decent value. You're not taking him in the seventh, eighth round to back up Cook. But if you, but when you pick him up, because you know yeah. it's almost a given that, at this point, Cook's going to miss three, four games a year. That, yeah, that might work oh, out. Because yeah. When Cook goes down, that's when the playoffs and fantasy start. Mm-hmm. So. That 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 could be a winning winning you know strategy because then you got got Madison for the playoff. Yeah, yes. And Madison for a while now has been a DFS kind of play. Like he's been right. that cheap DFS player. You can you can squeeze in there, maybe get a couple of catches and get lucky with a touchdown. So yeah, he definitely has fantasy relevance. I think in all formats. Yeah. So he definitely right. should be on a roster. Real fast, we do have a just a quick uh, Facebook comment. If you do want to interact with us on Facebook, if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead, leave a comment. We'll get you on here if, if we can fit it in. But just want to say good morning back to Travis. Thanks for the shout-out this morning. All uh, right, Travis. Good morning on this fine day to you as well, Travis. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, if you want to interact, get with us. Uh, jump on Facebook. I believe Facebook is the only place where the comments are working right now. Uh, so if you want to interact, jump on Facebook, take a look and, and comment. 
Uh, real fast, we're going to jump into our Manscaped ad of the week. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the running back committees, some of the, the ones that we're most interested in and that could have the most fantasy relevance as far as the upside and the most fantasy relevance as far as just being a complete disaster. So stay <laughs> tuned. We'll be right back. Fellas, have you started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is is the only tool you'll need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool equipped with an LED light so you'll know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provided proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure you get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong, boys. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Welcome back from Words of Wisdom on Manscaped. It's, <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's good stuff with that, that lawnmower. We roll with that. Uh, but let's get into these running back uh, by committees because the draft created some interesting situations. Um, according to my views on this, there's this four or five situations specifically where a, a guy in year one or two of his time here in the NFL now um, could have a shot to be. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF what either the number one guy or turn it into a bell cow role kind of situation. Uh, so I, I want to kind of dive into where, if you guys dive into some of the situations where you think that might be the case, let's try to find some of these guys that, um, that, that might be able to bring us uh, some value in these dynasty drafts and really hit their ceilings for us. So, uh, I mean, I'll start us off here just to, just to give you an idea. I know I'm looking at someone like, uh, like Damian Pierce, um, 
down in Houston. I think that situation with the the aging backs behind him between Mac Johnson and Burkhead. I think with all the other backs there being maybe not so Mac, but between Johnson and Burkhead really being more you know pass catch all around type of guy. I think Pierce is just going to be their their go ahead one two uh, kind of first and second down punch running back, like straightforward running back. So I like Pierce in that situation down there in Houston. And I think that's the situation where I'd be taking him earlier in dynasty drafts because I, I think for the next three years, for sure, he's going to be the guy down there as they rebuild that team. Yeah. He's, yeah, have... he's not a guy I want redraft, but no, no, not no, redraft. No, 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 no. He's the most talented overall guy in that backfield. And that backfield is one that needs some clarification because They've been mm-hmm. they've been searching for guys ever since Arian Foster <clears throat> hurt. So um, yeah. they need somebody to come out of that. And I agree with you. I think Damian Pierce will have some value of the running backs coming up here in a rookie draft. He's he's one that needs to be high on your radar in terms of the position. And because of position scarcity, you might have him ranked a little higher than you normally would in terms of his in terms of talent. Because, like we said, there are not a ton of running backs that, that do carry a lot of value right now in this year's draft. It's going to be mostly the the receivers. So I agree on that. Pierce looks good. Pierce looks good for me. Yeah, he's he's a guy who I would probably put as far as value and talent wise in dynasty formats. I would probably put like a late first round kind of value on him, but you could probably get him in the second or third round just because I think people are going to um, kind of flock to some of the bigger guys that went in the bigger name guys that went in this draft. You know, he, Pierce was someone who was outside most experts' top five running backs in this draft. So I think you'd be able to get him on the cheap, even though I I do think he could return late first, early second value from whenever you take him. What do you say, Kevin, on uh, well, uh, somebody thinking? You know, it, 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 you know, Andrew, like you were saying, it all depends uh, with the fit. And that mm-hmm. is a great fit down there in Houston. That's a great landing spot for him. And so, you know, when when, when you're talking about guys like Johnson and, 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 and Mac and dudes like that, it's not like you're trying to overtake CMC or somebody like that. So he's got the opportunity – Maybe even this year to win that running back yep. job outright. I think so, by the year he has to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So I I really like that situation down there. They're trying to get that team rolling. They they added some pieces. They've added some offense. So I I, I think that's going to work out really well. And and if you're at the end of the first round, you know draft, and maybe you're you know coming around the corner, you could take whoever you're talking about in the first and snag him when it comes back, you know, at the start of the second round. And you, you'll be pretty pleased with that. Yeah. You might get some late season this season. You might get some run out of him and you'd set yourself up in the future. Cause I think he is their most talented guy. We've Rex Burkhead is not a number one answer. He's a fine talented football no. player. No. He's one of those no, guys. He wasn't their number one answer team. last year, let alone. Well, I want him on my real <laughs> team maybe, but I don't necessarily want him on my fantasy roster. And we've seen Marlon Mack in a committee situation before, and he always seems to fade to the back. So he does. They may start him out as the as the one, but I, I can almost guarantee he won't finish there by the end of the year. Whether it's no, I think, Pier- yeah, yeah. Pierce has one out of the rookie running backs. Pierce has one of the better opportunities to make an immediate impact. Yeah, absolutely, because um, Houston's got one of the worst running back situations in football. So agreed. Kevin, do you have a do you have a, a running back committee situation well, that you're that you're finding most interesting? Well, you know, Andrew, when we were both live uh, during the draft last well, yes. week and a half ago, whatever it was, and and, and Seattle took Walker, and I was kind of like, what is happening here? But uh, you know, I've had a chance to look at this, and um, 
Chris Carson, you know, I like him. Uh, you know, he, he, he gives everything, but I think he's done as an NFL running back, you know, with his neck injury and everything else. I think he needs to step away before he never walks again. And so as much as Rashad Penny came roaring down the stretch, and I look at this, and, you know, for the last five games, he rushed for 137, 135, 170, and 190. That's what mm-hmm. Rashad Penny put together. But it took all season for him to get to that point. So I think that uh, you know he's no, not going to play 17 games this year, no. let alone 16. And so mm-hmm. Walker is the guy that uh, you could definitely put him in that running back committee. He's going to be there. He's going to get plays. He's going to get opportunities. So I would definitely put him up there as maybe one of the best running back opportunities coming out of this freshman class. I, I would I would agree with that. You know, Penny's Penny's twenty six. He he maybe seems young because he hasn't been on the field a ton in his career because he's been hurt or mm-hmm. you know whatever. And I think that, like you said, coming out of this, especially in a dynasty format, Ken Walker, he could have some real value. I don't necessarily know if I'm high on having any of those guys on my roster in terms of this year. If you're championship chasing. He's probably not the guy you want right now, but for going forward down the line, he's probably got one of the better opportunities in terms of a team that wants to run a ton and is going to be losing. Yeah, Chris Carson's gone. Penny, Penny's a nice player, but I don't know if you re-up him with the injury history that he's had, so I don't know how long he'll be there. And Ken Walker's 21 years old. You got a brand-new guy you can plug into your system. You can you have him for at least five years now if you want him. Right, um, and at least – at- at the very least, Seattle, for reasons unknown, have built their offensive line for the first time in 10 years, whatever it is. Thank so you. they're going to run the ball. They're going to run yeah. the ball because yes. what do they have? You know, have Julock, you know, Julock throw the 80-yard out, you know, to, to Metcalf or something. It, that That's not how – that's not winning football. So they're going to be running the, you know, running it a lot. So I think there's an opportunity big time. I think that he's got a better opportunity, I think, than uh, maybe anybody that that's coming out this year. See, now this does raise a, a, a good – because pre-show sure we were talking about how wide receiver – I think even on the air we were talking about how the wide receiver rookies are going to be going quick and early and should because they have the real talent in this class. So I do feel that depending on where you are in your dynasty drafts, Kenneth Walker is someone that would definitely go before Damian Pierce as far as, because he was someone who's trying to get pushed up to the number one running back in this class. I almost wonder if there is more value to take in the first round, one of those receivers and then grab up Damian Pierce in the second round, someone who is to try to balance it out because Pierce and Walker could in the end have very similar value over the next couple of years, two guys who could, have a very similar track in year one to have an impact. I almost wonder if I'd rather have that top end receiver on the front end and Pierce on the back end instead of the I, other I, way around. I think that's a winning. I think that's a winning strategy, Andrew. I really do. In terms of value, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, some of it depends on how deep and how big your league is. If you're playing in 10, sure. 12, 14, however, and your roster construction, and like we said, are you going for one this year or are you looking at two, three years from now? There's a ton but, of factors to, to plan yeah, it out. That always sure. factors in. But in terms of position scarcity, um, yeah, I there, there's not a deep running back class this year, but mm-hmm. 
value wise and where you're picking. Yeah. Grab one of those guys at receiver who looks like he's going to be a, a dude in the first comeback yeah. around, grab at any of the running backs that we, that we have, or maybe we'll talk about in the second. Now you've set yourself up nicely. And especially if you can get yourself one of these guys, like we talked about who has immediate possible value, who might yeah. be able to take charge of one of these running back situations earlier rather than later. So. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot to talk about there, especially because Hall, he fell into a running back committee himself. If and he had gone to, let's say, if he'd gone to Houston, then he would the be, guy. you know. Yeah, he'd be the guy easy, yeah. He'd be the guy, and he'd be the number one draft pick coming in this year. But that's they've, not what got Brees, they've got Brees Hall listed as top of their of their depth charge, which shocks me because Michael Carter looks good if he's healthy. But See, I'm not. A, got, I'm not a Michael Carter like. There's a lot of Michael Carter stands out there right now. They love it on Michael Carter. Yeah. I actually agree with the depth chart with Brees Hall being the number one guy. Dude, I'm a subscriber to. I'm a. Yeah. I'm a subscriber to those arguments that are out there that Michael Carter's best week was 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 when White was the quarterback and when he was relying on him in the pass game and whatnot. Right. And the fact that Zach Wilson is more of a downfield passer and they they yeah. have some weapons for so him the to Wilson, throw to the Wilson and, and they be a lot more, more exciting than Hall. That's for sure. And they they have yeah, something so Coleman there too, who who is a capable running back and a capable player. If they need to put him in, if Carter yeah. doesn't work out or if he looks bad, put Coleman up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have. I'm going to have Carter ranked in my pre-draft rankings a lot lower than a lot of other people are out there. I, I is the what I'm getting because I'm seeing a lot of Carter love out there in defense of him, and I'm just yeah. not feeling it myself. I think so. in the it, absence it, in the absence of the Hall pick, Carter had a lot had a lot more value. He was he was oh sure more possible. Yeah, yeah. If you're a owner of Carter in Dynasty, you know that that deflated your balloon. Oh, agree. Real fast. He's young. You yeah. thought you had a guy for a while, yeah. And an yeah. offense, yeah. Ouch. He's probably not even tradable at this point. That was my that was my number one note. That was my number one running back note. As I'm taking notes during the draft on running backs and running back situations, <laughs> Brees Hall screws Michael Carter for Jets. Absolutely, that was my number Absolutely. one note True, though. under running back. <laughs> yeah, one of the situations. Had, Walker, but even so, Walker's Carter's going to get back. his. I think. What was that so? It's going to cut into Hall's number. It's got to. It will. Well, it Car- will. Carter will be the passing down back over Coleman and over. Yeah, um, that, that doesn't uh, help. Ty know. Johnson. Yeah, if you're in you know, PPR, that does not help you if you have Hall at all. But yeah, I, I think Hall that's definitely Hall's in a good a, position. Hall's in a good yeah. position, though, from a fan, from a dynasty standpoint. He isn't, yeah. like I said, I think it's an up and coming offense. I think they've done a good job building their offensive line. I think. You really want to watch, and this doesn't help you for a draft because you can't see Zach Wilson play yet this year. But mm-hmm. if Wilson has a good year, if you keep an eye on him, that's an up-and-coming offense. They've got some talented receivers. They've got a good offensive yep. line. They've got some. They've gone out and signed a couple of veteran tight ends. They're really good. Um, they could be sneaky good. They really could. And, and, and you know, it, it makes me throw up a little in my mouth to uh, say that <laughs> about New York Jets team. But they could be. They could be. They could be a, an up and coming offense. So that's he's a guy to look at higher up in 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 dynasty drafts. But in terms of his immediate value this year, it's going to be cut into by Carter. I think of the two, I value Hall better mm-hmm. in terms of what he's going to be able to do this year, though. Yep. No, I agree. I, I agree with the the whole Jets offense kind of evaluation there for sure. It's, as a 
an AFC East fan of the Pats here. It's another reason why none of this looks good for me. <laughs> you afraid? You afraid? But yeah, but I do yeah, want. I do want to come out of your shell at some point, Andrew, and talk about the Patriots. But uh, maybe no, no, no. Maybe that, yeah. That's we'll, future, I need some time. That's a future shell that we can break open. Um. So as we saw, I'm still in the denial stage of the grieving <laughs> process. So give me some time. Okay, <laughs> some that's time. fine. You know, we'll we'll but, give uh, you time to grieve. That's fine. I do want to talk about just a nightmare backfield scenario that I know I'm going to stay away from it. And that's the Kansas City. Oh, I thought we weren't talking about the Patriots. Oh, well, <laughs> anyway. Dynasty-wise. Fantasy-wise, I don't want to Yeah, Go so ahead. between Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Ronald Jones, Darrell Dur- Williams, and Jarek McKinnon, that is just an absolute – hodgepodge of look any one of those guys on a random given week could go for 120 and like you know eight catchers for 50 yards like any one of them could be fantasy relevant any week good good luck none of neither none of them have proven to be fantasy relevant consistent enough to really take charge here and that's just going to be a disaster to have any part yeah and and and, yeah i agree if any week they could be in the trunk you know you're driving them out to the landfill so well, and they drafted Isaiah Pacheco. They, I mean, they drafted a yep. guy to bring in, too, who's a rookie. And, yeah, I mean, he's a seventh rounder. But like we said, there weren't a whole ton of – there weren't a whole ton of high draft picks, period, in the in the running back. So whether a guy got taken in the fifth or sixth, he's there. It doesn't matter. Yep. And they drafted a new guy to bring in. They, Jones is new to them. Jones has shown in the past he can be a, a running back. But like you said, how do you know if this is his week or Edwards Alaire's week? Edwards Alaire did not turn out to be the star that a lot of people hoped he would coming out of the, his yeah. first draft. And they still have Derek Gore there and Derek Gore is, is not mm-hmm. a capable back. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's a situation I don't necessarily want a whole lot of, uh, especially early or high. I'm not spending a lot of capital on that, or I'm not trading for any of those guys right now, but no. it's an offense that is going to have, there's points there. There's going to be points that, that are scored and points that are there. It's just being trying to tell who's going to have them week to week. Is Yeah. Yeah. yeah when he, when they get the points, yeah. that's when he's going to be on your bench. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You know what I mean? So, and, and I, I saw on ESPN where they're trying to talk, talk up Edwards Hilaire, and, and, and I'm not buying it. No, and, uh, I think we've seen what he is. I'm sure he's a nice young man. I'm sure, I'm sure he, he is. Really good football, I'm, I'm absolutely sure he people, is. And, uh, and, uh, because I was, uh, I've already started to do mock drafts. I don't know if you guys have started doing that yet, but, uh, <laughs> while I was, and, and, and Edwards Hilaire's name pops up way early on in the draft. You're like, uh-uh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, let somebody else waste the pick. That's fine with me. Yeah, out of yeah. The, look, yeah. out of this backfield, it would have I guess we're not, you know, we supposed to talk draft strategy. Uh, we, you know, but, hey, you don't have to worry about me taking Edwards Hilaire. So, no, and honestly, I brought up Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not taking him in a. I'm not taking him in the sixth no. round of a, of a rookie draft right now. There's just too much going on, and 
Hilaire's not old, and Derek Gore's not the, the guys they have there no. are not old right that's now. Just, what, what, he's entering what his third year now or fourth? Yeah, that's Edward yeah, Hilaire. that's gonna be a, so that's gonna be he'll, a, he'll be yeah, there he's for had, a he's long. had his chance there. Yeah, and so it's not looking. It's not. There's no arrow looking up at all for any of them. Right no, now. you know it, it's. I will a, say it, out, it's of a that, cliff out of that, with a huge canyon on the end of it. So no. Out of that backfield, though, it wouldn't shock me if this is a situation where someone like Jarek McKinnon was cut uh, and landed on another team to provide depth. Because look, McKinnon had some opportunity at the end of the year last year where he looked. He showed he still had something left in the tank. He could still catch the ball. He could still run. Uh, and move in open space. So it wouldn't shock me if someone like McKinnon was cut from that backfield and maybe moved over to add some depth to like a Chicago Bears or um, or the or the Raiders. Like the, I think he could land on one of those teams that could just use some depth and, and some security blanket uh, to, you know, go muddy up another situation. Because someone's <laughs> going to get cut from that backfield. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be who, who is back. Yeah, somebody's got to go. Yeah, multiple of them probably will. Um, yeah. And I do – and I do want to quickly touch on – so back when we did our, our dynasty rankings weeks ago, longer than that, probably like a couple months ago now, Kevin, when we did yeah. ranked out our running backs, I caught a lot of flack for ranking Travis Etienne as my number 10 overall dynasty running back. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. It, it, and I and, see and, Chase's reaction there, it, but – And and if I was one coming. of them that mocked you for he's that, coming. I don't know if I was, but yeah, I retract all, you know, mockings – you know, you're right James on, you're yeah, right he, on he track seems, with that pitch. He right seems like he's it. got the trust of the Jaguars there too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I do think it's going to be, it's still, as long as James Robertson there, it, he's not going to be like that bell cut. Like it's got, they're both going to get their touches. So he's not going to, yeah. you know, be a top five necessarily running back ranked wise. But I do think it's going, if he shows out well enough, depending on what else they bring in for depth, it's going to spell the end of Robinson's time in Jacksonville. Yep. He's going to be moved either in season or after season. Yeah. So going All forward as a dynasty guy, Travis Etienne uh, is the guy. He, he's on his way out of town. Yeah. It's unfortunate, though, because Robinson is. I like James Robinson. It is Robinson proved he's a good running back. He, and he's only, he, is. he is. He's only about five months older. Honestly, he's only about five, six months older than Etienne is. But, yeah, he's young. Yeah. With the, the injury that they both had last year, he, we never really got a chance to see what Etienne can do. If he comes exactly. back from that injury and looks anything like the guy they thought they drafted in the first round, then then I, I, I can't disagree with you that for a young guy in a dynasty format, ranking mm -hmm. him up high on a team that wants to use their running back and, and has had a good fantasy relevant running back before in Robinson. Um, I just yeah. – yeah, right now, this year, unfortunately – how do you know? Robinson yeah, you don't know yet. For the, I don't know if he's going to be ready for the beginning of the year coming off his injury. So yeah. Etienne probably carries good value early, but when Robinson comes back, how big a committee is that? Who gets the lion's share of things? Who gets the goal line work? Who gets the yeah. passing work? Yeah, it's, a, it's a tough one to read. And with Robinson being so young, um, yeah, that's it's it's tough. But I think, yeah, it probably spells Robinson's way out eventually. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't in, looked at the contract situation, but – and Robinson should still get an opportunity to go and be the number one back somewhere else. I think he's talented enough and young enough to where wherever Absolutely. he goes next, he should have eyes on him still. And and I will say, you know, whenever Robinson does come back and he starts taking some attempts away from Etienne at whatever point of the season that is, whether it's the start of the season or midway or whatever, that's not a situation where I say go and trade high on Travis Etienne. You're just going to have to ride that wave because you know in the next two, three, four years, he's going to be the guy. You're just going to have to unfortunately suck it up and ride that wave and – and live through it, but 
you know, you're going to get some offers unless it's something that blows you out of the water. Etienne is someone that I'm kind of not really answering the call for. Right. If no, I have him no. on my team already. Yeah. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Yep. Yeah, if I have him already, exactly. Yeah. Is there any other uh, situations here that you guys want to really hit on? Did, Buffalo. We yes, got Buffalo. Buffalo. Thank you. Yeah, Florida all the love up. that uh, you know Cook's brother has gotten mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. misplaced. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I think hit us it's with that, Kevin. Because, because I just don't see any of their running backs you know, amounting to a whole lot down there. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he's not going to be a good player, but I just don't think that their running game is going to amount to much. It doesn't it's happen. Not, it's not an offense. It's not a backfield I want a piece of this year. If I'm trying to win a championship right away, I'm not taking Cook High. If mm-hmm. uh, if I'm in redraft and daily, whatever, I'm not looking at Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, or James Cook. And they let's not forget, they picked up Duke Johnson, too. That's yep. right. Got, That's way too many running backs. Way too many. There is a giant hierarchy there that like you're you have to sift through every week. I think Cook has an opportunity though because Johnson is more of a passing down back only. So he's not going to take the runs. He's not going to be a goal line type guy or whatever. Moss has not developed the way that that they had hoped he would and probably that he should have. And Singletary has not shown to be the guy that can take that thing by the short and curlies and hold on to it for <laughs> long. I think Cook has an opportunity to be the lead back on a very good mm-hmm. offense and he can, he can receive, he can run. He's got an opportunity. It's not a, it's not a situation I want a piece of this year in terms of win now strategy, but yeah. again, he is one of those guys that if I get my receiver in the first and he is there on this, on the turn, I he's young, he's good. He's got good genetics. Like we said last year, he's, he's a, he's a cook brother. And, uh, you know, he's got a situation where he very well could emerge as the lead up out of that morass of, of humanity that is there. Yeah. Back. I think, I think he's got to keep your eye on it. In, in in yeah, I think, I think the second round is a little too, a uh, little too high for me this year taking cook. So if he's there in the third, I can look at that, but second round, I, I, I just don't see him giving me value there. I'm just well, you know, again, I there you get rid of you got 10, 12 picks around, and you fill most of those up with most of the receivers that came out this year. <laughs> we haven't talked about a whole lot of running backs that I think have, that we think have greater potential than him, especially long term. Sure. I just I I don't know. I don't think second round in a rookie draft for him is is quite out of the picture. I I I agree though. If if I do see him there in the third, I don't care who I picked first and second. If he's there yeah, in the third, I'm jumping on that because you're talking about a guy in one of the top offenses in the league. Granted, mm-hmm. it's a pass first offense for the most part, but you're talking about a guy in one of the top offenses in the league that has a chance to take that top job. So I James Cook is one that I've got my eye on. I've got my eye on him a lot more than I've got on a lot of these other guys, Pierre Strong in, in New England or even Robinson. Robinson Jr. in, in Washington just muddies that whole thing up. Unfortunately, yep. as if as if re-signing JD McKissick didn't hurt Antonio Gibson's value enough, yeah. then they go and they pick up Robinson, and Robinson now has a chance to take the carries away that McKissick yep. wasn't taking away. McKissick is their passing down back, but Robinson has a chance now to take some carries. He might vulture some goal line touches. Who knows? But uh, well, that's Cook what scares me about Cook is 
yeah. that's what scares me about Cook is Cook does still have to share. He's going to lose some running still to Allen. And at least it's definitely in this first year. Like, Allen's still going to get a lot of goal line runs, uh, a lot right, of, right. Because you know, of option plays. Now, maybe going forward, if they like what they see out of Cook, they decide to make a, an organizational shift in their philosophy and that we need to protect Allen. So maybe we'll – now that we know we have a capable running back we can trust in Cook, which we didn't have before in Singletary and Moss, maybe we give him more of the runs and try to spare Allen a bit. Like, I right. do think part of it right now of how much Allen runs is because they feel like they don't have any other running options. If they're going to want right. to trip up the defense and run play, they're going to have to run it with Allen. So maybe if Cook does develop over the first half of the season and we see him, them start to trust him, you know, maybe he takes some of those goal lines back from Allen. But for a little while, at least in year one here, he's, he's, I don't think he's going to get many goal line looks. No, no. But I, I, I think like you just said, I think protecting Allen is a good strategy. I mean, and that sounds, that sounds matter of fact, and of course, but take, protecting Allen doesn't take his ability away. It doesn't take his threat yeah. away. It it preserves it and keeps it around for you longer. It it just makes it makes sure that you are able to maintain that threat. You don't you know I I I like Cook's situation in terms of down the line. I don't think yeah. I want any part of that offense this year if I'm win now or I'm not looking at any of those guys trying to be my number two. But no no no. But for in a dynasty format and looking towards the future and what could happen. I think Cook's got some interesting potential. Look, it's in it, his future is in his hands. He has the chance to do something that uh, the others in his in the exact scenario there in Buffalo weren't able to do, like you said, by right. take their opportunity yeah. and run with it. So if he it's can, like, he, it's in his hands. If he, if he can do it, he'll be good. He's right. Just it's take, like you're saying with Pierce down in Houston, he doesn't have a whole lot in front of him. No. Exactly. Exactly. It's, the, still, it's there uh, for the taking if he wants it. Yeah, so I'm I'm still I'm I'm not sold. I just so leave it we there. Got, so we got just a couple minutes left here, so I want to make sure we get a chance to go around the horns here and, and plug what we need to plug. So Chase, where can everyone find you? What do you have coming up in the works as we start to now barrel closer to the football season? Well, you can always find me, like you said, right there uh, at SDT Chase FFB on Twitter. Uh, give it a follow, take a look. Uh, you know. You can see what I have to say on a daily basis because I know you're all interested in that. Um, also, coming out later this uh, coming out this next week, I should have an article coming up on Belly Up Fantasy Sports and Picks, uh, examining the year three wide receiver breakout and the truth and the myth behind that. So, give a perfect. Look. We got some good scenarios of guys in that in that bracket right now coming up, so that that should be a good one. So, uh, Kevin, what about you? Well, I just want to say. Uh to uh you know our former colleagues because they uh took exception to me saying hey we're not going to miss you guys around here but uh, <laughs> i'll just put on a brave front because hey we're going to soldier for but uh, we miss those guys being here so just want to put that out there first second i knew uh, they you would come always to find you, me at uh, twitter at kevin 62 wilsca and uh tonight 8 p.m central or 8 p.m eastern 7 central catch us on the uh, belly at fantasy live baseball show and you can always go to the Belly Up Fantasy website and find a story for me on there. So that's what I got going on. That was an all-pro level back pedal, Kevin. Yeah. All right, all-pro. All-pro, you did it. You're good. That's what I'm, you know, always looking to be all-pro. So, yeah. Hey, man, happy day, all you mothers out there. Yes, we didn't even mention all. Happy Mother's Day out there, everybody. 
That yep. should have been the first thing I said on the show. I well, apologize to all you mothers out there. Yeah, so we kept them. We kept them watching. That's what it is, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have. I'm sure we've got a high female following. I mean, now that's that right. That's right. They're out there. Speak, so. They're yeah. out there. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at one follower right now. There she is, and she's going yay to us. So <laughs> perfect. Well, and as always, you can catch me on at Real Mr. Mallet on Twitter. If you go to any of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, just search Mr. Mallet. You'll find me. Um, I'm doing some, I just made my first TikTok yesterday. Actually, I hate myself, uh, that this is what my life is come to, but at the same time, <laughs> it was to promote a fantastic sponsor of my new golf show. So go, oh, of my golf show, they're a new sponsor of the golf show. So go check out divots and pivots as well at divots and pivots on Twitter. Uh, we've got a couple new exciting sponsors, some ex- real exciting stuff coming up in the future over the next couple of weeks and months. So go check it out. Make sure to follow, and then as always, I'll have my uh, well, not as always. The first round of my pre-draft fantasy rankings will be coming out we next go. week. Definitely uh, got to check that out. Illnesses this week has delayed the release of that, but next week my first round of rankings will be out. So keep an eye out for that on Twitter and on BellyUpFantasySports.com. Uh, and as always, you can find us here every Sunday morning, eleven That's o'clock right. on Tiki Live on BellyUp's Twitter, YouTube, out out Facebook. There. We're we're all over the place. Uh, on Roku, you can download the Tiki app. On Apple TV, you can download the Tiki Live app. So go download that. Uh, get us up on your big screen. We only look better the the bigger our faces get on your screen. So <laughs> That's right. make, make sure to follow us every week, everyone. As always, it's been a pleasure. Have a fantastic week. And good luck in any of your mock drafts you got coming up. That's right. And... We're on a mission. We're on a mission. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.